0: Hey, it's Cory, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D&D podcast about death, touching it for 10 minutes and stumbling into the plot, I guess. Uh, as usual, just starting out the episode to say thanks to anyone who's tweeted about the show or rated us on Apple Podcasts, and uh, a super special thanks to the few of you who have sent us incredible art of the characters. It's, it's kind of blowing our minds. Uh, and also, it's way better advertising for the show than we've ever made. So uh, I mean, the only real way we could trick folks into listening to this thing is just, you know, good word of mouth. So uh, we really appreciate all of you huge thank you uh anyway this one's fun so i'm excited for you to hear it uh all right that that's it really i think uh here's the intros and then there's the uh part where we like uh play the game and stuff all right thanks
1: um i apologize in advance for this fact because it's gonna make everyone groan hello i am becca i am playing mira she's a tiefling druid our fun fact about mira this week is about how she used to pass the time when she was living alone. As you can imagine, she had so much free time to fill. So one of the things she liked to do was gather up all of her animal friends. She'd use all of her spell slots for Speak with Animals, and they would play games, specifically one uh, called Adventure Rocks, (laughs) where they would roll rocks Uh to play a role playing game did where they these go rocks on adventures. Have any numbers
0: on them by any they chance? They did.
1: Yeah, there's there is a few different variations on them. Okay. Uh they were different sided rocks. She played a, a level 15 battle owl in it. <laughs> and uh yeah, they they played that for a really long time. Can uh you... scheduling surprisingly big issue with birds.
2: Uh, <laughs> birds are spooky if you really think about it. <laughs>
1: They just, they have no sense of time. So, like, if you, you plan a session, Facts. it's a nightmare to get them all together. Yeah,
0: that's fair. But at least you could talk to them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: they can only play for, I mean,
0: what, 10 minutes?
1: <laughs> 30 minutes at a time because yeah. she only had three first level spell slots. But hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Perfect.
3: All right.
4: uh, I'm Casey. I play Kira, the Coward Star Monk. Uh, fun factor Kira this week, it's going to sound like she's. Like, this is a Peck fan club. Uh, <laughs> Kira, Kira always wished she was born an elf. Fun uh, fact not... about
2: Kira, she's the number one member of the Peck fan club. You're done. <laughs> Move on. You got it.
4: <laughs> she didn't want to be born an elf because of their, their long life or uh, because of their... Rad pointy ears. Or because of their uh, voluminous hair. <laughs> it's because
2: uh, they have giant personalities
4: nope it was because of their (laughs) grace and agility uh she she thought the ways that elves fought to her it looked more like they were dancing and not fighting so yeah she always really liked that and then she met peck and he ruined it to be fair you
0: know uh casey it's okay if you just wanted to give a fan fact Like, if Fandrin is your character that you wanted to talk about today, you could have just said that. You didn't have to make a whole, like, Kira loves elves, let me talk about Fandrin for a minute and his cool, sweet Uh, dance fight moves. Fandrin was a
4: half-elf, so he only half-sweet danced. I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) Obviously, he fell out a window, so he can't be that good of a dancer. Right. (laughs) Whatever happened to that guy? He's taking dance classes. (laughs) Do you think if Mira and... Fan
2: met. Do you mean Kira? <laughs> Kira.
1: Yep, Samira and Fan did meet. It didn't go well. She
2: clotheslined him real hard. <laughs> Quick sidebar. If Kira and Fan met, what do you think would happen?
3: I don't think Kira would even really talk to Fan. I mean, Fandrin didn't really talk to a lot of us. But I mean, Casey, if you're super into elves, I mean, Cadmus's brother is like a half elf. So I mean,
0: there's that. Yeah. Fandrin's a half elf. Oh, there you go. I've never seen... Cadmus' brother and Fandrin in the same place at the same time. Okay, well, we didn't want to get into that
3: (laughs)
2: fun fact yet, but... Tyler, Tyler, just take us away. Take us away.
3: Uh, um, My name is Tyler. I play Cadmus Lightbringer, uh, uh, half-orc paladin, um, part-time jokester. (laughs) Yep. Coincidentally, talking about Cadmus' brother, he's a half-elf, so, you know, Daddy was a full-fledged orc, Mommy was a elf, and uh, Cadmus got the orc side... And
0: uh, his brother got the elf side. Like Tom and Jerry cartoons, whenever like two disparate animals have babies that like mm-hmm. half of them are like exactly small copies of one parent and half are the other. Yeah, or like or like in those
3: animes, um, those Japanese animations, uh, for some of you who don't know who an anime it is, oh
2: God. you know, like
3: when you when you have two characters and their kids are just they look just like them, except they have uh, swapped hair. Colors. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs>
2: always that in it what's cadmus's favorite anime and why is it sword art online
3: oh god well it's because he's really into swords as we previously established he has That's a fair.
2: background and the art of swords
3: and sword <laughs> knows
2: nothing about sword art online but it's really into the ideology of, of the i don't art really of know what online is uh i think it has something to do it's with when our... you you hang your swords out on a line after you do oh
3: artwork. like when they're like Cooling after you put them through the anvil oh, type thing. That's oh. it, yeah.
5: Huh. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm not harp. Wait, I'm <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? <laughs> I'm wow. Kelly.
2: Do you need All us right. to call nine one one?
5: No, please don't. Okay. <laughs> so I'm Kelly, and I play harp, the Changeling Ranger. Um, so this is like, I think it's a cute fact, but okay. You, uh, you can tell me, I guess. Okay. Um, so we'll read for it. <laughs> so for obvious reasons, I mean, I think they're obvious. Um, Harp has a little soft spot for crows, since Aww. like Ken- kenkus are you know crow-like. Yeah. Um. So so whenever she sees them, if if she has like some food with her, she will drop a little bit of bread or whatever she's got in her pocket.
0: Pour some bread out for the homies that didn't make it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> or the ones that are out there. Maybe,
2: who knows? Hmm. That was that was ominous. Chemist yeah. is really into ravens. I'd give that like a five and a half on the cuteness scale.
5: Well, I mean, I thought it was cute. It was sentimental. Yeah, I
2: like but the cuteness cute. scale goes from one to five. Oh. So.
5: oh, snap! That's
2: pretty good. Yeah.
5: All right, I'll take it. Hail and well met.
2: My name is Chandler. I play Elwin Peck, a uh, a former elf uh, that was turned into a pseudo dragon, So, you know does some good deeds. Which should be pretty easy, especially considering that, you know, we took a hostage. Uh, so already looking up for here. Uh, fun fact about Elwin: He can actually visualize the first good deed um, that he did when he was turned to a dragon. Do we have any guesses for what that good deed was, Tyler?
3: I don't know, like saying excuse me or something. <laughs> oh,
5: wow. Mm hmm. So just having manners.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, that's coming from, you know,
0: Elwin. What do you mean?
2: That's a good point. That is a stretch.
4: No, that's completely incorrect. Casey? Did he sneeze into his elbow? Does he count that, <laughs> that as, a good, as that, a good deed?
2: I'm just going to say, that is a good deed. That counts. That counts.
4: <laughs> 100%. In today's day and age, that's a good deed, yeah. That does,
2: in every day and age, <laughs> yeah. that's a good deed. Uh, no, uh, actually, Elwin's uh, first good deed was uh, he saw this uh, this elderly person attempting to uh, cross a busy wagon, uh, str- you know, road, mm-hmm. um, and went to go offer the support to take them across. Uh, unfortunately, though, the the woman did think that Elwin was attacking her, so <laughs> she took out her sword, um, and tried to kill Elwin. Oh. Uh, she was very self sufficient; didn't really need Elwynn's help. Self, but <laughs> the good deed. Helped her get her daily exercise. In.
4: <laughs> the good deed and was completed. And how much did he steal from her?
2: Not much. Uh, very, very afraid. That was very early on, as being a little pseudo dragon size. Very uh, afraid. But right, at that things. point, still, he was still trying. I feel still pretty afraid. <laughs> that was like five years ago, to be fair. Oh
0: wait, man, couldn't do a hundred good deeds in five years. That's pretty impressive. Sure couldn't.
1: <laughs> Character <laughs> development.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, Last time on Vibe Proficiency, you all emerged from the underground temple and struck up a conversation with the guard that Mira had charmed just before you entered. And upon realizing he was actually from Neverwinter and didn't have all the local history memorized, you asked him if he knew anything about a, quote, hooded girl or adult woman, (laughs) small, (laughs) small woman, hooded and sketchy. (laughs) Uh, He seemed to know who you must be talking about, though, and he directed you to the Holy Head Tavern and Inn just before telling you to be careful if you saw her. Uh, Peck made a bacon roll for the first time in a hot little minute, and the group of you managed to work up a deal with the innkeeper to stay for free if Mira played the liar and Kira did not play the flute. (laughs) Uh, Cadmus was able to clock a short-cloaked figure entering the tavern and heading up the stairs, and he told the group what he saw, so Peck, being pretty small, rolled four cat things (laughs) and left his unseen servant downstairs to go investigate the rooms. Uh, Opening one of the doors, Peck sprung some kind of book-based alarm system, and after waiting a minute to see if anyone inside would react, He found an open window and assumed the figure had fled. Going to check out the room, though, he got tackled by the figure. The party went upstairs to help after he sent them a psychic message about what was happening and Cadmus cast command, causing the figure to drop, peck, and submit to capture. You all tied her hands up and asked her about the crown and the temple, both of which she seemed to be mostly unaware of. Uh, Her name was Arwell. You expected her to be the crown thief. She expected you to be from the thieves' guild here to kill her. After some increasingly aggressive questioning, she revealed herself to be the Poisoner from Port Crescent and told you about how ever since then she's been trying to get out and away from the Guild, citing some ideological differences and the encroachment of other Guild chapters into the moon Uh, You tentatively talked about a deal with her wherein you'd do a little heist in town on her behalf and she'd give you information and then disappear. Uh, before agreeing to the terms, Cadmus knocked her out so you could all talk freely about it. Uh, And while the party was mostly split on how much to trust her, you all decided to at least check out the ring she wanted you to steal. Uh, The gang pulled a page out of the Scooby-Doo playbook and decided on a 2-3 split. Cadmus and Mira stayed to keep an eye on her and perform to pay for the rooms, respectively, and the others are heading to the jewelry shop. So yeah, let's just jump into it. Uh, Harp, Kira, and Elwyn, you make it to Hollerin Finery pretty easily. It's not a big town. Uh, And walking up, you note that it's clearly the nicest building in the immediate vicinity. And walking inside, you can see why. There's clearly enough money in this place in the form of fine clothing and jewelry and decorative art pieces to have paid for any repairs it would have needed following the undead attack that everyone else seems to still be, you know, kind of working on cleaning up.
2: Detect magic?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you detect it in several places. What um, is the,
2: the, the biggest pool uh, What has yeah, sure. the, the biggest aura coming off of it?
0: Yeah, you know, sure enough, it's a ring. Perfect. Silvered with a little sapphire
2: in it. I I send the image of that ring to my two compatriots.
5: Nice. Do I see the shopkeeper?
0: Uh, Yeah, as you're walking in, the man is busying himself, dusting fixtures, and his nose is upturned in a practice showy way. And when he sees you come in, he barely bothers to hide his little distaste for the three of you. Without looking over, he calls to you. Hello, and welcome to Holler and Finery. Please do not touch, taste, or otherwise disturb the blown glass fruits. I assure you, they are not edible. If you have any need of assistance with a jewelry case, please do let me uh, know. Yes,
5: I was here uh, earlier perusing a ring. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you, you currently look like Arwell, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. we took her stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, he looks you up and down curtly, and he says, And which ring might that be?
5: Oh, uh, that one with the uh, sapphire in it.
0: One moment, please. And he sets down the duster and jingles into his waistcoat pocket for some keys and opens the display case before setting the ring on a small satin cloth on top of the glass and and delving into a long-winded description about the materials and the stone, etc.
5: Is there uh, anything special about this one?
0: Uh, Yeah, he glances down at your fingers that are leaving marks on the display case glass and he says... It's a size eight, so it would be just perfect for someone of your unique finger muscularity.
5: Yikes. (laughs) Um, I start uh, looking at Peck. (laughs)
2: Uh, Oh, uh, well, actually, while you look around at some of the other rings, uh, we're friends. It's it's, uh, one of our friends' uh, birthdays that's actually coming up. Maybe I could continue looking at this ring while maybe uh, Arwell, you look at some of the other rings?
5: Yes, I'll look at the other rings. (laughs)
2: okay (laughs) uh
0: yeah i mean there's there's just an absurd amount of rings here take your pick uh i would like to start
2: casting uh working on identify (laughs) yeah Uh, in the time it takes to do that is Uh, it takes me 11 minutes right okay (laughs) uh you're gonna hold on to this ring for 11 minutes yeah i'm just like gonna be like really intricately looking at it and just like every couple of seconds being like oh wow just beautiful beyond beautiful (laughs) but i do have to have it I have to be touching it throughout the casting of the spell. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: what I thought. Uh, About a minute into you admiring this ring, he starts pulling out other comparable rings and offers another one with a sapphire in it to you to take a look at. And it's very clearly
2: a much cheaper piece than the one you're currently holding. Oh, oh, just one, one more moment. I just... I want to keep just admiring this ring right now. Like, we'll just hold it so we don't get it mixed up so we know this might be the one we go with. Uh,
0: Out of the corner of your eye, you see his eyebrows raise slightly as if he doesn't really believe that you can afford the one you're holding. And he returns the cheaper rings to the display case and you notice him nonchalantly gesture to you as if pointing you out to someone else. And it's at this point that you notice around the shop three larger men just standing in different corners of the shop. You reckon that this is partly why Arwell was scoping the place out and not just slipping in. Are they like like real real people, or are they like yeah? Dolems? They're just dudes. Oh, okay. And they're watching this janky-looking person in a mask holding a very <laughs> very expensive ring and just shouting about how nice it is. So,
5: as my friend here um looks at this ring, uh, how much is it? Just out of curiosity.
0: Uh, He's busying himself with sort of, you know, facing all the rings in the display case, and he matter-of-factly says, 3,480 gold, a steal for this particular piece. Oh, chump change,
5: chump change. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, So here, my friend here is actually blind, Um, And I'm terrible at describing other rings. Can you take your sweet time describing these other rings for my friend? (laughs)
0: Perfect. I mean, yeah, he's absolutely rolling a vibe check about the phrase sweet time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he got an 18 and he glances at a couple of the guys in the room and they're each watching one of you pretty intently now.
5: Boy, how much time has this killed? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, it's been about three minutes at this point tops and he's growing increasingly impatient about Um, it.
5: Excuse me, what is your
2: your name? is, is I, I, I've I've heard about your Haloran correct? <laughs> or is that the name of the shop? I don't know. Uh,
0: his disdain is growing visibly, and he looks down at you over the bridge of his short little nose, and he says, "Haleron." Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: As in the silvery moon, Halerins. Oh, wonderful to meet you. So I was just I was wondering how can you tell me a bit about how you've opened your shop and how you you came to Holyhead. <laughs> like i'm sure that's that's an amazing story right uh, i should really run down that clock
0: uh, he's vaguely annoyed at the idea that he has to
2: introduce himself
0: it seems and he says holler and finery is comprised of many shafts such as this one throughout fairune my family has kept this business alive for
2: generations Oh, f- absolutely now have you have you heard anything about these the the goings on with the 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 dead being raised he says well, I do
0: in fact live and work here. Yeah, it's pretty spooky, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just blinks at you and he says, "Can I interest you in any of our other fine rings?" Oh, I, it seems
2: this one is giving you pause. That's that's more of my friend Arwell's thing. You, you said you don't know Arwell. Oh boy, Arwell, <laughs> our friend. Do you think do you think they'd be more interested in maybe seeing some other type of jewelry?
5: Um, yeah, I think I'd like to check out some others. Um, can I also investigate, what are my, like, exit routes out of
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the door you came in, it seems. <laughs>
5: That's it? There's And where's the security <laughs> standing? <laughs> uh,
0: there's, like, one next to the door and two on the opposite far corners of the shop floor, and Hollerin is in the very middle with you.
5: Okay, so... Oh boy.
0: Uh there're like stairs heading up in the back of the room and you would expect this is either a stock room or maybe a uh, holleran's like living
5: quarters. Mhm. I'm just trying to see if I can because at the end we're going to need technically whether we know what the ring does or not. I've got fog cloud. <laughs> <laughs> My god. We kind of have to take it.
0: Yeah, totally sure. You've got the right ring, too, even if you didn't, like, you know, get a description of it from Arwell before you left. And... Uh,
2: when I when I detected magic, <laughs> what what were the other auras that I saw? What what was the other pieces of jewelry?
0: Uh, well, now that you're right up on this case, there are three rings, each with a magical aura surrounding them.
2: The, the one I have had the most magic coming off of it? It sure feels like it. Okay. Uh, I send an image to... To to harp, harp and Kira that oh, like, help. oh, there are other t- there are two other rings here that are magical.
5: Oh, boy, that's not good. She's getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know, Kira, you're kind of just standing there. Uh, is there anything <laughs> you would like me to describe to you? <laughs>
4: um, yeah. Can you tell me what the other two uh, look like? Well, actually, where are the other two rings that? giving off.
0: Yeah, the... uh Peck probably would have showed you them. Uh there's a simple gold band and another silver one that looks almost braided. And
5: nothing indicates what they do though.
0: Uh no, not that you can tell anyway. Uh also, Peck, it's been like five minutes of you oh, holding this ring and he says,
2: look, look, You know, look, I Sir, can I can I be honest with you for a second here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just staring at you. My my great grandfather. Oh my God. She had a ring just like this. <laughs> a good kid. And she died when I was when I was a young lass. And just holding this just makes me feel nice. Do you mind if I hold it for just a few more moments? <laughs> a Few more minutes, maybe another six to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> Raw deception. That's a nine.
0: <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, he got an eleven on his vibe check, and he doesn't love the energy you're putting out. Uh, and he says. I think that's plenty of time with this okay, particular look, I'm be ring, with you. if you don't well, I'm, mind. I'm going to
2: be straight with you. I, I, like, pull it away from him. <laughs> One of the guards takes a step towards you. Oh, boy. I pull it away from him, I go. I go, look. It's going to sound bad. There is a thief that is trying to steal from you, and we are trying to figure out what this ring does, because it is magical, just like two of these other rings. They are magical, and we're trying to figure out what this ring does before this thief tries and steals it from you,
5: because we think they're the one who's causing the dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there is some choice keywords in this. Uh, you mentioned that these are magical, that there's an impending theft. And while you're saying all this, two of the guards come closer to you and one positions himself directly in front of the door, like blocking the exit. And Halloran holds his hand out and says, I need you to return that ring now. Look,
2: I'm currently in about halfway through casting identify on this to try and so figure out what this does so we can figure out what this thief wants with it. Can you just let me finish this so we can help you? Uh, i'm all into good deeds yeah
0: i mean roll persuasion now that you're telling the truth i guess come on be good to me die
4: that's a that's a 12
0: (laughs) uh he looks at you with even more frustration over his little round spectacles but he does stop reaching for the ring in your hand. five minutes
4: that's that's all i need how big and beefy are these security guys I mean, these are some
0: doc working, pugilist, beefsteak ass type boys. I'm just,
4: I'm just preparing.
0: You know
5: what? That fog cloud's starting to sound real good right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> While you contemplate filling the little shop with a fog cloud, let's, uh, let's check with our friends back at the inn. Uh, uh, Mira, are you performing downstairs still?
1: Yes, I'm performing, but I do want to keep like a very keen eye on the barkeep or anyone who would be going upstairs. Okay.
0: You don't notice anything out of the ordinary down here, but you do keep a close eye on everyone as you perform. Uh, Cadmus, what are you doing? So so I've, uh,
3: I've propped her up in the corner. Her arms and legs are tied. And I'm going to be like kind of knelt in front of her, sword drawn, eyes closed, like in a prayer
0: meditative state. Okay, I rolled to see if she wakes up. And she does slowly come to... And you watch her squint and adjust to consciousness and she shakes her head and says, what? what? Oh, gods. What? what was that even for? I decided to go check out this ring
3: uh, that you're so interested in. How, how could you even know? You said it, you you said you... it was the most priciest ring there. I, I said I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Things escalated. <laughs> And now we're here. Now we're waiting for everyone to get back.
0: Uh, she starts trying to stand and she's a bit disoriented and she says...
3: No, no, no. Come, come.
0: Uh, tell, all right, me, all right, uh, tell me about uh, this ring. What, what's so important about it? It's, it's the only way I can think to get out of here and free of the guild.
3: How so? Because of its price or because of something else about it?
0: it, it it's enchanted and the proprietor doesn't even have a clue. Does it summon the undead? Specifically, does it mask you? What is it with you, La? And assuming that I want to create undead, do you see who I am? I'm a
3: paladin. Paladins are very much against the undead. Not all of them, but uh, all
0: right. What do you mean, not all of them? Uh, There are other paladins of differing faiths. You you get that, right? There's only one faith in my eyes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she sits back down and, and has both of her legs bent in front of her and her tied hands draped over her knees. And she says, I cannot believe that you idiots are going to ruin this for me.
3: OK, how about this? If you are completely forthright with me right now about everything, I will untie you and
0: we will go together to get the ring.
3: My compatriots are already there, so they could already have it at this point. Yeah, all right. I,
0: uh, I dig that. Uh, I'm not sure if she does, though, so make a persuasion check, actually.
3: Persuasion.
0: Fourteen. Uh, yeah, she uh, she puts her hands up in sort of like a wait-for-it motion, and she says, or, or, and, and really go with me here. And then she kicks her left heel onto the ground, and a small blade shoots forward from the toe of her <laughs> boot, and she swings her bound hands over the sharp edge, just slicing through the ropes, and she starts making a break for the window.
3: I cast command.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Wisdom save of uh Wisdom
3: Wisdom twelve. Twelve, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, she's not great at that. Uh yeah, four. What, what did you say to her? Halt. Yeah, she, she's got one foot on the open windowsill and she's like grabbing the curtain to pull herself up and through, and she just completely stops in her tracks and says, Hmm. Well. I tie her up even more
3: this time. <laughs> and I say, Try that again, and I'll take your hand. Thanks. That was my last spell slot. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Uh, She just sits back down and her back is against the wall under the window and she's just staring at you, just pissed. Are you going to tell me about the ring now or are we going to have another fit? She kind of narrows her eyes at you and says, I I don't know. I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll just let the security in that shop maim your friends. Great. Speaking of, let's cut back to the shop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to help you. Can Can you give me just five more minutes with this ring?
0: Yeah, you like you have to understand the optics here like not a single one of you doesn't have your
2: face covered in some way <laughs> like you all look like you want to start shit like i'm just being like help us out dude like and i like climb down and like look at him as as the pseudo dragon <laughs> and i'm like Look, dude, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to not get you. I'm trying to help you from getting robbed. Can you just like work with me here? Do you talk as Peck? Absolutely. OK,
5: is, you're just making it so much worse. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
2: But Peck, this, this is how Elwood, he's like, oh, I'll just talk to him. It'll be fine. But it, that's not going to work.
0: Uh, I mean, as the two guards that aren't blocking the door are making their way closer to you, go ahead and make me one hell of a persuasion roll. Oh, that's a 17. So the guards are maybe five feet from you and they're drawing weapons. And just as you hear that, you see Holler and raise a finger slightly and shake his head, and the men stop advancing. And they sheath their weapons and relax, but they don't move away from you. And this is fine. This is fine. And he locks eyes with you, Peck, and he's just staring. Where did you get these
2: rings? Where did they come from?
0: They've been imported from all across Feyrun.
2: And so you don't you didn't know that these three rings were magical? Like you didn't like Look into that.
0: I'm a jeweler and a proprietor of fine goods. I'm not some arcane
2: scholar. That's fair. So, like I said, the person's trying to steal from you, so we're we're trying to double cross them. But to do that, I need to know what this ring does to make sure if they get their hands on it, somehow they can't kill us all. Yeah, he
0: leans backwards against the counter and he says, five minutes.
2: Cool. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Cool, cute takes. All right, so uh, tell me about Identify, then. Uh, So I learn its uh, properties, how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it.
3: Okay, it's a broken spell.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I have to cast it as ritual because I didn't want to use a spell slot. And it's in my, my ritual tome. Which is also now how I do Unseen Servant. Yeah. <laughs> so that way I don't have to use a first level spell slot.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this ring doesn't like, hi, my name is, but uh, you certainly do like feel it. It's not like talking to you, but you're definitely able to hear it and feel it. And as you spend time just, you know, rolling it around between your clawed fingers, you come to understand it and you feel uh, slightly refreshed. It's not what you expected, but in having this conversation with this item, you piece together enough to understand that if you were wearing it, you wouldn't be quite so tired. Like maybe you wouldn't have to sleep as much. So, do we think it's the ring? <laughs> That's
4: the question. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. probably not. Probably not the one. But she never. She never said that the ring had anything to do to do with raising the dead.
2: No. So I was more trying to figure out if, if this ring that she wants to steal so badly that she's staying in this place, if this ring will allow her to basically disappear.
4: Well, then try the gold one. Well, he only gave
2: me five minutes. <laughs> okay, look. So this ring, uh, if you were to wear it, have you ever
4: worn this ring for a long period of time? Absolutely not. He doesn't get high on his own supply. Come on now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. So this ring is, is magical. If you were to wear it, it would—you wouldn't have to sleep as much. Basically, this ring keeps you refreshed. Would you like me to look at your other two rings? Maybe you could charge more for them if you knew exactly what they did. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> you can—you uh, can see the gears turning, and he's doing the math on this scenario, and he clearly can't
2: lose. All right. So let me check out these other two rings, right? Uh. Yeah. He says, "Show me." Uh. I the the plain gold band and the the one with the silver. Those are these are the three rings in here that are magical. Nothing else in this shop is magic, except for me, and I wink at him.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he's in the middle of pulling these two rings from the case, and then you make that joke, and then he rolls his eyes so hard, and he says, what exactly do Dude, you need? I just, from- I,
2: I just have to touch it for ten minutes. <laughs> so we'll be here for a half hour. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, and he says... I'm sure you won't mind if my associates keep an eye on things in the meantime. Yeah, that's, hey,
2: give and take, give and take. (laughs) And what are, what are the two of your names? They do not reply to you.
4: Can, can they not speak? Ding and dong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's identify these two.
0: Uh, The gold band, you feel this one too. And you spend your time contemplating its lustrousness and it's bright and it's warm and the magic inside feels a little bit like light, too. But but the light has this longevity. It's really hard to explain, but you feel like the light in this ring could extend beyond the wearer and and linger. And the light, it wants to communicate. Cool. I don't know. Maybe you could draw or write on a surface using the light in this ring and, and leave a message that lasts Ooh, a little
2: while. Very cool. Uh,
0: the braided silver one, however, it's simple. It's understated. And when you have this internal conversation with it, if you want to call it that, you almost can't get a read on the, I don't know, the the voice to extend this conversation metaphor. It's shifting and changing, even as you try to understand it. And maybe that's the point. Maybe it's good at disguising its voice.
2: That's the one she wants. Why is that the one she wants? Because she's trying to hide. She's trying to hide. So if it's if it's one that can make her sound like someone else. She could pull off any heist that she wanted to pull off because she can sound like anyone.
5: I don't know. All of them sound like she could take them and use them.
2: Yeah, but I feel like this that's the one that would be most useful to someone who's trying to steal stuff if they could sound like another person. But the
5: thing is, is we still have to take it.
2: B- uh, back note, when we were talking to her, she wanted to escape the Thieves Guild, right? She doesn't want to, like, continue to work with them. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like her wanting to be able to to do thieves can't. She wouldn't need a, the one that could draw. You can just read thieves. Thieves can't. So that just. I don't know. I feel like it's it's the one where she can change her voice.
5: I say we steal all of them, but you know, <laughs> call that the chaotic section. No, I, I, mean, I
2: agree. <laughs> you saying that out loud or?
5: Yes, obvious. No, 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 out loud. Yes, in this moment, but not to them. Out of character. This is <laughs> Kelly oh, speaking. God.
2: Who's Kelly? <laughs> uh, so so this 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 gold ring. Uh, basically, if you were to put it on, you could kind of use it like a flashlight and draw light shapes on objects. Uh, and this silver braided metal, uh, if you wear it and attune to it, you can change your voice. Now, the thief wants to steal these all three of the, these rings. This thief could use to wreak havoc. What What is your plans to stop this thief?
0: He says. I've never been stolen from before, and I've hired my associates here to ensure that I never will.
2: And what's so good about these three guys? I, they haven't even said anything to me. What can they do? Uh, I think the one nearest you just
0: reaches over and picks you up. Not like you, Peck, but like you, the whole Unseen Servant, oh, one hand picking
2: me up. Put me down right now. Yeah,
0: Halloran just shakes his head disapprovingly at the man and he drops you and and brushes off your unseen servant's shoulder and backs
2: away. Yes, that's wonderful. You can can pick up someone smaller than you. Does that make you feel big and powerful? What can you do against a thief from the thieves' guild? All
5: right, Peg, why don't we just, you know what? I'm trying
2: to get them to tell me their weakness.
5: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Who hurt
2: you? If you guys would ever stop picking me up, you might learn. Well, if you
5: don't stop talking, I'm going to pick you up right now actually oh my God. yikes L- listen
2: we we need to make sure that this person can protect so what can your three strong dudes do against a we, thief no nope. are they can they fight well like tell me about these Peck, guys we gotta
5: we gotta go <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, everyone's just kind of staring at you at this point and you get the vibe pretty easily that just based on the amount of like facial scarring and muscle mass that they think they're pretty fine do they
2: have any exposed weapons that I can see oh yeah
0: uh, the two have swords and the one cool, by cool, the door cool. has an
2: axe barbarians all right look you you do your thing I, I will listen to my friend and we will leave but don't say I didn't warn you.
5: I'm just going to grab Peck. We're leaving.
2: <laughs> as soon as we're outside, though, out of earshot, I turn to her and I go, we're robbing this place, right? <laughs>
5: yeah, that was my whole point. If you would just shut up. Yeah, I was trying to get some insight to see
2: you to learn about the guys so that we, we could better rob it.
5: The three big dudes. We got the point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Maybe there's some magical, like, I don't know, traps in there. I was trying to get him to tell me about any of that.
0: Uh. Yeah, Mira, you are just finishing up a little set performing at the end when you see the three of them walk back in.
1: All right, so I stop playing and I'll walk up and I'll, uh, so how did it go? Did you get the ring? So about the
5: ring or rings. Rings. Um, there was more than one and uh, they all seemed quite helpful to our uh, not so good friend over there in that room so we're probably going to have to snag all three tonight unless we can get her to tell us which one it is.
1: And what of the shop? Do you think that's something we could
5: handle? I mean, there's a lot of us. There's only, from what we could sell, three of them. All right, well,
1: perhaps we should get Cadmist and let him know.
4: We definitely don't want Cadmist on this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The group of you head up the stairs and after Peck sends the mental image to Cadmus that you're there and he lets you in, you find Arwell now tied with her hands behind her back and leaning against the opposite wall
2: and looking a little less stoked to be here if that's possible, but she's conscious. Arwell, which ring is it that you want? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta give us a little bit more about the ring if we're gonna help you steal it. If you tell me what the ring looks like, we will untie you.
0: Yeah, she says, you don't think that maybe you could just untie me now? It, my head's still a bit foggy from being, you know, knocked out before I could tell you which ring you're even looking for. And, and I've got an itch on my forehead that
2: I can't quite reach with my knee. Could, could you just? Uh, no, I, I think I'm, we're the ones in power right now, and I think we just told you how you get untied. And as soon as we cut her loose, she's going to run away anyways.
5: Well, I mean, there's a ton of us. I mean, we can block the door, <laughs> you block a window, and we just untie her. Just let her have her one win. I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, we untie her, but I have—I still have my weaponry out. All right, harp I guess. All right, cool.
0: Uh, she kind of brushes the little bits of rope fibers out of her leather bracers and stuff after you untie her. And she stands up and takes a step before kind of stopping and then making a big show of putting her hands up in front of her as if to show you she's not going to try anything. And then she resumes walking to scoop up the book that fell off the ground when Elwyn opened the door to investigate the room originally. And then she walks to the bed and sits on the edge of it while kind of, you know, loosening up her shoulders from the weird position they were bound in.
2: All right. Now tell us. Tell us about this ring. Yeah.
0: She, she like nods as you're talking in kind of a yeah, yeah, one sec kind of motion while, you know, rotating her right arm in a wide circle until you hear something pop. And she sighs with relief and picks the book back up and holds it in the air by its spine about a foot over her other open hand and just kind of shakes it loosely until a small folded piece of paper untucks from the other pages and falls into her hand. And she tosses the book aside while leaning over to the nightstand. She uh, unfolds the little paper and kind of like smooths it out on the wooden surface. And she like taps it twice before leaning backwards and laying down on the bed. And she says, a sympathetic contact gathered this information for me about the ring in question. It was originally in another shop, and it was imported by Halloran here and marked up quite a bit, might I add. And when you look at this letter, none of you are able to parse any information. It's all these unfamiliar glyphs and symbols that you can't decipher. Uh, Harp, you think you've seen it before, what feels like a lifetime ago now in your mentor's study, but you're not sure what any of it means. Uh, But you can all definitely see the illustration at the bottom of the page. It's a
2: simple braided ring. So yeah, that's so the silver one that can change voice. Cool. OK, so look, I know what the ring does. I will not put the ring into your pos- if we go steal it. I will not put it into your possession until, you know, tell us everything that, you know, like you understand that, right? Uh, yeah,
0: she kind of flips over onto her side and tucks her arm under the pillow and gets real cozy. And she says, yeah, that um, that sounds fair. Yeah,
2: yeah it does, doesn't it? All right, then. What's your plan for us stealing it then?
0: Yeah, she smiles this teensy smirk and says, I've given it some thought. And she
2: sits up, pulling her
0: arm out from under the pillow as she does. And with it comes a bundle of folded pages, kind of pinched between her index and middle fingers and kind of a little finger gun extended out to you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to grab that. Sure, yeah. Uh,
0: If you unfold the pages, you find several diagrams of the building She's clearly done her research, uh, and she kind of leans forward and closes her eyes, and you can see the gears turning as she's visualizing the shop, and she says, Well, the easiest way would likely to be just going in the front door. The only door. But of course, there's that rotating guard all night. I- I've sat and watched for donkey's years, but there's no time during the night when that door isn't watched. Next best thing to a door is a window, but none of them on the first floor open. A few on the floor above, but the only one you might be able to climb to is the little one on the front, tolerance bedroom, as far as I can tell. You'd have to be a real chancer to try it, though. Handholds are scarce. And anyway, the guard out front would still be a problem. I never expected this wouldn't be a one-woman job. If a lot of you are going to take it on, it's going to be completely different than what I envisioned for just me, but diagrams will get you closer.
2: All right, so we're going to go do that, then. Uh, You hang out here, I guess. What do you guys say we we take this planning to our our room away from this one?
0: Yeah, let's Okay.
2: Sure. Yeah, you all leave her here and head to one of your rooms. So once we get into there, I, I share with everyone that the ring allows you the wearer to change their voice and that we absolutely are not giving this ring to this person.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't trust her and I don't think she just wants to escape.
2: I, I think we steal the ring. She tells us what she what we want her to tell us. And then we turn her into the guard.
5: I mean, we don't have to do that.
2: Here's 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 my plan. We steal all three rings and then leave a note that says, ha ha, we stole from you. And then tie her up after she tells us the info, leaves her the ring that'll let you sleep longer. And we keep the other two for us. Uh, with a note on it that says, I told you someone was going to steal from you here. We caught them and then we leave like Spider-Man. Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't see how this isn't going to come back on us. I, yeah. I don't know. Call it
5: sympathizing with a criminal because I am one. I just don't think we should turn her in.
3: <laughs> now, Peck, you have a lot of really poor ideas and I dislike you greatly as a creature. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great idea.
2: Yes. Let us- she deserves justice for everything she's done to me. She does deserve justice. You're correct.
1: To you? What about to the paladins in Port Crescent?
2: Exactly. That's why we should turn her in. She has done very uh, a bad thing and it would be a good deed to get her off the streets for good.
1: I, I do agree she needs justice, but I feel like if we turn her in, then they're going to know we were involved in some way.
2: No, because I... So I already told the guy when we were there that we were trying to double cross the thief. So we, when we leave the note on, on the per- Yeah, but that on, won't on her- work because
5: I looked like her. So <laughs> Yes,
2: but the. Th-
5: it wouldn't but- make any sense. How would you double cross the person that's but you're, right you're, next you're, to you? You were
2: wearing the mask, though. So it's okay. You had the mask on the whole time. Oh. So he doesn't know what she looks it's like.
5: It's the same outfit.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we just don't give her the outfit back. You're still currently wearing it. <laughs>
5: so she doesn't have it right now anyway listen how about okay one step at a time we get this ring and then see what she tells us all right let's not punish before we know what she can give us okay
2: how about this you can turn into anyone you want to look like correct What is the one thing you cannot do? You cannot change your voice. What if I told you you could keep the ring and you could change your voice to anything you wanted it to sound like? You're telling me you would rather give that ring to this person instead of you keeping it? No, I'm
5: just saying let's wait to see what she tells us. She might prove to be a lot more
1: useful if you let her. I think I agree with Harp.
4: Kira, what do you think about all this? Either way, we're going to have to steal the ring. Like no matter what we do. We have to steal this ring. Whether we turn her in afterwards or not, that's I don't want to say that's irrelevant, but let's just take this ring and
1: we'll decide what to do with her afterwards. Yes,
4: decide what decide what we're gonna do with her later, but let's address the matter at hand, find out how we're gonna how we're going to sneak in there, get this ring, and get back.
1: Sounds good. I'm gonna share the diagram with everyone. Uh, so that they could see what the building looks like. And I'm going to look at Harp and say, um, so did you happen to get a really good look at the shopkeep? I did. Spoke to him quite a bit. A long time, you would say? Uh, yeah, quite quite a bit. Enough to maybe imitate his mannerisms?
5: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I could try my best to act as fancy as he did. Well, I was thinking, though, I mean, these guards are taking shift turns. I was thinking more of turning into one of the guards. Maybe. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, what time is it? Uh, I mean, it's like uh, dusk. Should we say sleep for, I don't know,
5: eight hours and at 3 a.m. in the morning go rob this place? I mean, that sounds good to me.
3: That works
4: for me.
5: Does everybody want to rest then?
4: Yeah, if we're, I mean, if we get caught and we get into a fight... Cadmus has zero spell slots left, so... I'm also
2: at 18 of 32 hit points.
4: Gonna need some. <laughs> all right, so we sleep?
1: Call it a long yeah, rest. Yeah, let's rest.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, so the lot of you divide up between the couple rooms, and you take a nice early long rest. Uh, the first among you starts to wake up around 3 a.m. or so and wakes everyone else up, and you're all feeling refreshed, albeit a little out of sync because it's still well before sunrise. Uh, but you've all got your spell slots back, and your HP is full and all that. Uh, are y'all ready to heist? Oh,
2: heist.
1: let's
0: heist it. Let's roll the heist. <laughs> so y'all just, like, heading over, or? hmm
1: But, like, s- as
5: sneakily as possible. I mean, we still didn't come up with a plan, did we? <laughs> we're just gonna no, go. No,
0: no, no. That's kind of the group's move, yeah, we though. You know? Yeah, we, we don't have a plan.
1: I thought you were gonna intimidate the yeah, like, guard. No, no, no.
0: What's the
4: layout of the building?
1: <laughs> Run
0: the <place>? back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, to recap, uh, you know that there's the ground floor, and while you were in there, you saw the main showroom and what looked to be maybe like a stock room and a stairwell leading up to what Arwell told you was Hollerin's living space. Uh, and you also know there's a guard at the door all night and that there are some windows that take you up into that living space, but the one that's reachable is kind of small and hard to get at.
5: So, do we want to do that then? What? Oh,
1: like I meant like, did we
5: want to start with him? Like, is that the goal?
1: Or do we want to try to stealthily take out one of the guards? You can impersonate one of the guards and let us so in. We're only aware of one, but there might be more, of course.
5: He just sounded really confident.
1: Is there anyone really, really good at combat who thinks they could take on the shopkeep if needed?
5: Are y'all
0: going to like, Stab a shopkeeper?
3: No, but maybe
1: like incapacitate him a little bit.
3: No, this is what we are now. We're murder now. I I knew it would come.
1: I can cast spider climb on someone if they want to climb up the wall.
2: I mean, I'm the smallest. I could could go up the wall. You could fly up the wall. We could throw you. I can't fly. You aren't throwing me. (laughs) If she casts spider climb, I could climb up the wall. I could try and find the keys and we could unlock the door. That sounds like our best option.
1: It does, but mm. do, no one has disguised person, right? The shopkeep has definitely already seen Peck.
2: Yeah, but if he's asleep at three o'clock in the morning, I just don't need to wake him up.
4: <laughs> he's not in quarantine. He's not on a weird sleep schedule. We did just tell him what all these rings do. So what's stopping him from wearing the sapphire one to not have to sleep? He wants to make a profit. He doesn't. He's not going to want to ruin the ring. So he'll put gloves on. That's... That's not how magic works.
2: <laughs> is it not? No, you, it has to be touching you. If you're wearing it, wearing it's wearing it. L- no, l- listen, this is Elwin just trying to speak as if he knows what he's talking about.
5: <laughs> so what if we lure the guard away from the door? See if we can get him into like the shadows and take him out. Well, not hurt, not kill him, but, you know,
1: <laughs> just make him take a nap.
4: Take him out to a nice seafood dinner and never call him again. How did I know that <laughs> reference was coming? <laughs>
1: because <laughs> there's there's the window we can at least have peck climb up and scout out and see if there's any other person in the room
5: yeah we can do that much
4: okay hear me out <laughs> what if <clears throat> we go back to Port Crest and look for your friend Fandrin? see if they can help us he would be an asset right now um... <laughs> he'd be an asshat right now <laughs> <Ayo>. <laughs> <It's> always <laughs> an asshat um harp what if we go with the not bait and switch, but if you disguise yourself as the shopkeep, walk up, get the guard to let you in. But,
2: but wouldn't the guard be confused how the shopkeep is now outside
4: and not inside? He went out for a nightcap and then realized he forgot his key. I mean, yeah, I mean, Make yeah, something class. up. It's, All right. It's... Okay. That is the... That's the easiest.
1: Perhaps I can help... We can try to charm the guard into believing you truly are the shopkeep.
4: Also can do that. Yep.
1: All right. Let's try that out.
2: At the very least, climb up and peek in through the window to, to at least make sure the shopkeep is asleep. So you don't walk inside and the shopkeep's standing there, you know, polishing his jewelry, as the kids call it. <laughs> oh my
5: god, that's really good. it is three in the morning.
1: <laughs> I'm going to walk up to uh, Peck and give him a little tap on the shoulder and cast Spider Climb. All right, now well, well, I'm
0: sorry, are we imagining that this has all been taking place just out front the shop. Like I thought we were maybe in the inside I'd like to imagine th- we I discussed we all this hiding.
2: and then we walked over there and now we're like sneakily making our way towards yeah. the shop.
0: Yeah, just like as a big stealthy unit of five. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: no, I mean, we're yeah, sending you... Peck off first. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I guess yeah. so, yeah. Um, so for you, once I touch your shoulder and I, I'll like be like, good luck. Up to one hour, it is a concentration spell, um, but until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch gains the ability to move up, down, and across vertical surfaces, and upside down along ceilings, while leaving its hands free. The target also gains a climbing speed equal to walking speed.
0: Cool. Yeah, so roll me some stealth then. Do I get advantage or anything? Uh, nah. I'm just always (laughs) trying
2: to ask for advantage.
0: I mean, I doubt you'll need it. Uh, That's a
2: 13. Okay, where are you headed? Uh, all right, so we'll make it to the shop, and then I want to climb up. Well, well, how's the shop shaped? Like a square? Yeah, mostly. Cool, so I'm going to go up on the outside, like in the alleyway, away from where the guard would see me. Perfect, and then once yeah. I get up high enough, kind of come around and look for wherever this window is into where... Yeah,
0: there's the window on the front, which Arwell told you is probably Hollerin's room, and there's also like a tiny hinging window on this back alley side of the building. Cool, then I want to go on the back. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty small window. It's it's clearly open a bit, but it's more of a ventilation. Open
2: enough for a pseudo to fit? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you could fit. Yeah, uh, If you were determined, you could squeeze through it. All right,
2: I will go in with my head. I'll look in first, make sure there's no one there. And if I don't see anyone right there, I'll go in.
0: Yeah, okay. So you squeeze yourself into the window, and you're in like a closed little closet, and there's nobody else around. Oh,
2: perfect. Same way of earlier, I'm going to get reeled down close to the, to the wall, use my mage hand to slowly, slowly, slowly open the door, and then peek out after a second
0: okay so peeking out the door and looking towards the right you can see the top of the stairwell from earlier okay and looking slightly left you see another big burly dude sitting in a chair to the side of another door presumably the living quarters entrance
2: and he's awake
0: i mean barely yeah you'd have to assume that this is the most boring part of the rotation
5: for cool. him
2: uh i'm gonna send all this and images to the group
5: well that blows
2: and then because they can't say anything back to me there it is <laughs> <laughs> i am going to slowly climb back out the window and go back to them uh, There, there's uh one of the guards sitting in front of what i assume leads to where he sleeps at so they they definitely will know if he would have left the house so i don't think us walking up and being like hey remember when we left because they would have seen so it.
5: maybe we should see if there's any type of like movement maybe
2: Speaking of movement, my favorite movement is my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've made this joke. I mean, I could also, so I only looked in the back. I could go look back through the front window and see if I see anything in there. But I thought that one might be a little bit more easy to be for me to be spotted from the outside in the garden. They might see me.
1: Because I don't think the guard would be looking up at that window. All right. Unless he had a reason to.
2: I'll go do that. I'm going to go do that. Yeah, you
0: you climb up the alley side of the building again. You wrap your way around to the front. Uh, this window is significantly bigger. It's still not, like, a huge full-size window, but to you, it's pretty big. Uh, I just want to look
2: look in, see what I see.
0: All right, yeah, you're seeing a bedroom. And Hollerin is in there, and he's
2: fast asleep. I send, that, I send that image to the group. Uh, I go back to the group. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we probably got a, a a couple hours before he wakes up and starts messing around.
1: Is there a way we can cause a distraction? Maybe towards the front of the shop, to bring the guards out. I mean,
2: we could attack the guard that's out there.
1: <laughs> that that seems very uh, obvious, though.
2: I could send my unseen servant, but not wearing anything, so he's just completely invisible, and have him just start like messing with the guard up front.
1: Maybe maybe that'll make him paranoid, and he'll run away. And then in that moment, <laughs> Harp can. <laughs>
2: And, ooh, ooh, while he's doing it, I can be above him and I can, uh, hellish, or not hellish rebuke, no, not that. I can (laughs) uh, vicious mockery him and make him think really sad things about himself. I mean, it's worth a try. Oh, I can, I can pretend as if I am, I am a ghost of someone that, and I, I can, uh, mock him with oh i am your your great great grandfather and you Mm -hmm. should be doing better with your life we could do that
1: we can and then and then maybe someone's waiting around the corner to just subdue him so harp can step in and be the guard yeah it'd be helpful if i had his uh his outfit
2: we can run him around to where Cadmus is, and cadmus can knock him out all in favor
1: i think that's our best option so far yeah
2: yep that's the best we got that's perfect Alright, so while they get in place, I'm gonna go like position myself like above him, but like far enough up where he can't see me, and it would it would be seeming as if it's coming from this ghost that's gonna be messing with him. Okay. And I'll, I'll wait await them to be in position, I assume around the corner in the alley.
4: Um, can I be with Cadmus so that when he does whack this guy, I can also take a swing at it. So like we get two yeah, swings yeah. at him. So yeah, of course. double the force. Just spend all your key points just to punch this one guy yeah. in the face
2: and knock him out. Gonna... <laughs> Alright, I'm above him. I have my unseen servant ready around the corner, empty without anything on.
1: And I think we're Scooby Gang, like peeking around the corner, waiting for him to run to us. Cool.
2: Alright, sounds good. Alright, so I have Unseen Servant kind of come up behind him and like just like give him like a little push and then like step away from him to see how he reacts to the push.
0: Yeah, I mean it definitely catches him off
2: guard. And he looks a bit ridiculous, just kind of, like, spinning around, head on a swivel. I give him, I, I make the unseen servant basically do that a couple times, like, kind of just, like, pushing him around, kind of, like, messing with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I uh, vicious mockery him. Okay. Uh, and the the insults are, like, at a whisper, like, coming to him. While I'm doing that, I also want to send uh, some images to his, to his mind through my telepathy. Uh, basically, like, just images of him of being, like... Like, he could be doing so much better, like an image of him <laughs> sitting behind like a desk in a nice suit. Uh, and I give him the emotion of like disappointment. Okay. And I'm just, I'm, while I'm vicious mockering, I'm just like, you're, you could have been so much better than this year. Yeah, I'm your great grandfather. And I, I, I just, I disrespect you so much. You could be doing so much better with your life. Uh, and he needs to make a wisdom save. All right. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. He got a nine on the wisdom save. Oh, he takes the one d four psychic <laughs> yeah, damage. Yeah, go, go ahead and roll it. Uh, four damage. Oh, I just start like I have my unseen servant just trying to start like pulling him towards the alley, and then I'll take one of my uh, one of my ball bearings and just like throw it at the corner to try and like make a sound around the corner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he's falling for this big time, and he uh he draws his sword and he goes stomping after the sound of your ball bearing in the alley. So I'm like. Hiding, super still, waiting for him to get around the corner. And as soon as he gets close, we gon' pounce on him. Okay, so like, uh, tell me how you attack him. I'm just gonna like clock him in the back of the head with like the hilt of my sword. Okay, yeah, then just make me a straight attack roll and we'll just say it's non-lethal. 17. <laughs> nice. Okay, and Casey?
4: 19. Oh.
0: Okay. Uh, with an unspoken and cartoony precision, you, you each whack the guy on either side of his head. And he just crumples to the ground. He's out cold. I'm going to take him and, like, conceal him in the bush.
2: Yeah, okay. Can we just take a moment for,
4: like, part of a plan working and just be, like, Like, like pat ourselves on the back? Mage (laughs) hand on the back. This is when Tyler and I both turn, run down the alleyway, and then jump and high five, (laughs) (laughs) like, the vegan Yeah. Uh,
1: So I'd like to take a moment to take some of the rope that I have to tie this guy up after we take off. I'm assuming taking off his gear and searching for a key.
3: Yeah, I'm going to gag him too. (laughs) I'm all about the
2: gagging people. (laughs) While they're doing all this, I just want to keep an eye on the window to make sure that the shopkeep doesn't get up.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Go ahead and roll investigation, Mira, if you're looking for the key. Ooh. I I did not
1: find the key. I was too busy tying Yeah,
0: with a six, you don't find much of anything. You're a little busy. You're preoccupied right now.
1: I'd like to also look for
5: the key. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Oh, well, that... (laughs) okay. So that one there. This is You
2: spend the next four hours <laughs> looking for the key.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what happens when you fail an investigation check that badly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you start digging through his pockets and stuff, and as you're kind of like, I don't know, you're working your way from the top to the bottom, as mine often does while I'm doing something important, your mind starts to just drift to something more exciting, and everyone watches his Harp just kind of slows down while searching this guy until she's just, not searching this guy <laughs> <laughs> and she's just kind of disassociating and staring into space <laughs> oh. and harp you, you, yeah i mean you realize this and you shake your head and you stand back up and maybe like thumbs up at the group
2: yeah
4: we get <laughs> what we needed did you yeah
5: <laughs> anybody else
4: let me let me roll. <laughs> i got a 10
5: yep
0: i mean <laughs> with a dc 10 so I, I mean i didn't expect this to be like a whole thing Uh, yeah, Kira, you reach down, and the moment you, like, start searching, your hand hits a hard object in his breast pocket that jingles, and you pull out a key ring.
1: (laughs) I also just can't believe that of all people to find the key, it was the one who cannot see.
0: (laughs) Listen, we have proven time and time again, Kira sees better than all of you.
1: um, Harp, do you want to maybe put on his armor? Yeah, I'll go ahead and start, uh, changing. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's not wearing, like, armor, per se. He's just kind of a big dude, you know, intimidating clothes.
5: Can I layer it, though? Like, can I keep somehow my armor on? Uh, I think
0: we've got to check the shape-shifting rules again, because I really don't remember. And I don't think your clothing transmutes with you. Uh, Let me see. Hold on. As an action, you can transform. You can't duplicate a creature you haven't seen. You revert to your natural form if you die. You get to pick what you look like, including height, weight, facial features, sound of voice coloration, hair length, sex, any other distinguishing features. Uh, None of your stats change when you change shape. You can't change size class. Uh, Your basic shape stays the same, so since you're bipedal, you can't be a quadruped. Um, And so you get advantage on deception checks used to avoid detection when someone notices something is up. Uh, oh, here, your clothing and equipment don't change in appearance, size, or shape to match your new form. So, yeah, your armor won't fit in this bulky frame you're no, taking on. No, the armor thing,
5: yeah. Okay, that's it fine. They
0: did say that you can change your voice. Yeah, that's that's right. a good no, better
5: for me. I'm not gonna I didn't fight catch that. that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I never heard how this guy. That'll be difficult. But the good news is they don't talk much anyway, it seems. Hopefully head nods will do, but let's, we'll see. <laughs> All right, so harp changes. Okay. This guy had a sword, right? Uh, Yeah, right. Oh, boy. I guess, I mean, I'm going to have to take that sword then.
1: Is this the moment where Peck decides he wants to take out a piece of paper and write, "I, <laughs> You were warned I would do this, love <laughs> Arwell, and then love, stick it to the guard? Love the
2: evil person.
1: I put her name. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Okay, great. So we're going to do that, too.
5: Then um, I go ahead and go towards the door and unlock it. Okay. (laughs) I'm uh, swinging my arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the signal?
5: We go in. Okay, perfect.
3: (laughs) Cadmus is going to kind of hang out at the corner of the building, not going in, just kind of,
0: yeah, like keeping watch. Okay. Then, yeah, you're good outside. Uh, Everyone else, go ahead and give me a stealth roll, please. Unless, Kelly, are you... Are you coming in or
2: are you staying guard at the door?
1: No, I'm inside, too.
0: Okay, then, yeah, you go ahead and roll stealth as well.
1: Here's where I can root it all for you guys. I'm sorry. Eleven.
4: Uh, uh,
1: that's a seven.
4: Dirty 20 for me. That's uh, a 16 for me.
1: Okay.
0: As the group of you are quietly walking in, uh, Mary, you sort of slip on an upturned corner of, like, a decorative rug, and you rock slightly into a fixture near the door. Nothing breaks or anything like that, but it makes a slight noise. And in response, you hear a small noise from up the stairwell, like a chair leg against a wooden floor. Uh, But after a minute of you just kind of sitting still and waiting to see what happens, you don't hear anything else.
2: I'm staying low to the ground and I'm gonna start making my way towards where the rings are.
0: So you crawl your way up towards the glass case. This place isn't like booby trapped or anything. So you're able to make it there just being careful. Uh, you crawl underneath and find yourself on the shopkeeper side of the counter, and you see a simple
2: lock on this side of the case. Uh, I pick the lock with my innate rogue abilities. <laughs> Does Peck have those? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I give I, I send the image of a lock to them. I'm like, there's a lock here.
4: Here, why don't I? Um, I have a mind link ability. You can speak telepathically to any creature you see, 30 feet. Uh, you don't need to share the language of the creature for it to understand your telepathic utterances, but the creature will be able to un- must be able to understand at least one language itself. So if Chandler sends out the image, I can mind link to Kelly and say, give us your key.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, I dig that. Uh, Kelly, do you, like, bring the key?
2: Okay.
4: Cool. So does the key work? Uh,
0: yeah, Harp walks over with the key, and it is much too big for this particular lock. All right,
2: so, mage hand. It's a spectral hand. Can, can it go through the glass?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't cast it inside the
4: case. And do what? Yeah. How What's th- it going to do if it goes through the glass? It's gonna try to I can pull just... the ring back out and I can, tink it up I can, I, can, the... I can unlock it from the inside.
5: That's not how a lock works.
2: <laughs> if, if it's a, If it's a jewelry case... It might Is is it just a latch that it like flips the latch? Come on, this is like D&D. They don't have intricate locks. It's actually like a pretty
0: well-documented trope in D&D times. that people have fancy locks. Uh, this doesn't happen to be one of them. It's just not one that you can flip open by hand.
4: You know what we should have done? We should have borrowed her thieves tools because Kelly is proficient in thieves tools. She just doesn't have any. Oh, is that, was that
2: really a yeah, thing? Yeah,
5: I, I don't have them, though. Yeah, they broke. <laughs> I think it's a little too late to run back.
0: Harwell, <laughs> <laughs> can we please? Uh... Um,
5: okay, so clearly we're going to have to go upstairs or I'm going to have to go upstairs, I guess.
4: I could try and come from the window. You go in the room and wake him up and he swats you like a fly. What do we do? He won't swat me. like. If he comes at me, I'll just swat him first. Okay, okay. But what if he, yeah, well, not he's not the one I meant. If he wakes up. And shouts, and the guard comes in and squishes you with his massive foot. I think that's when you run upstairs as <laughs> an attacker. I'm still the size of a cat. You, I'm not a bug. <laughs> size of a cat bug? <laughs> a cat bug.
5: Absolutely. I mean, what if we get the guard to check, like, leave the doorway? Ooh. Or, or right, So
2: I go out. I climb up to the window. Okay. I drop my unseen servant. Um, I, I, before I do that, I stop. I stop by and have him put everything down on the ground so he doesn't like just okay. drop everything okay, yep, and make a lot of noise. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, and I, I look at Cadmus uh, and I go, "I'm going to borrow him for a minute." And I go up. I go up to the window and I burn a first level spot, uh, slot to cast him in there.
0: Okay, yeah, you cast your unseen servant inside the living quarters. Uh, then
2: what? Uh, let's start easy. Are the keys easily noticeable from the from the window?
0: Yeah, sure enough. On the far wall is the door to the stairwell and there's a large key
2: oh. ring on the hook next to it. Perfect. So, invisible unseen servant walks over, picks them up and brings them to the window. And then uh I have him unseen servant command him to barely crack the window and slide the keys to
0: me. Uh okay. Roll stealth. Oh
2: god. Uh, good good roll good roll good roll. <laughs> oh my god. That's a, a nap one.
3: <laughs> wow.
0: Okay, so um All right. So as we have canonically established with your unseen servant <laughs> Uh, It raises its fist, holding the keys just straight out with its (laughs) arm in front of it. And it walks towards the window, just jingling the large
2: ring of keys with each step. Just absolutely incapable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also like outside. the Like, I'm not like full front in front of the window just for like point of order. Like, I'm not like like, making it obvious that I'm on the other. No, no, no,
0: you're good. Uh, But your invisible friend reaches the window. And when it lurches to a stop, the momentum just carries the keys forward and they swing into the window pane with a loud jingling tap and Hollerin starts to stir as soon as that
2: happens i drop the unseen servant so the keys yeah, just fall to the ground
0: the unseen servant disappears completely and the key ring crashes to the ground sending holler to his feet with a start and he spots the keys and he's visibly confused but he like picks them
2: up i send an image to everyone just to like keep them updated about what's happening but like uh, mm-hmm. proceed with caution we're not getting into <laughs> a fight yet
0: uh yeah, he picks up the keys and he tosses them onto the nightstand with a loud clang that you can hear through the window. Yeah. And at this, you see the door to the stairwell open up and the large man sort of looks inside before hollering, kind of sleepily waves him off and he goes back to bed as the guard closes the door.
2: Cool, I that. A mage hand and make the mage hand pick up the keys and I, as Peck, open up the window and mage hand them over. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, roll me a sleight of hand then for you. Please be good to me. That's a 17. <laughs>
4: there we
0: go. Okay, that's much better. Uh, you're able to slightly, just hair by hair, open the window and take your time with it until it's finally wide enough for you
2: to slip the keys and your mage hand out of. Cool. Uh, I go back into the shop and I go over and I unlock the the ring thing. It takes some trial and error
0: until you find the key on the ring that goes with this particular case, but you're able to figure it out and open up the case. Cool.
2: Uh, I grab all three of the rings as I, I like pulled them out and set them up on top for like Kira to take or something with the mind link, I'm like, we got to cover our trails and show that we didn't just come for this. We got to take more than just oh, nice this. justification. I just want to I just want to make some money, too.
3: <laughs> You're just being <laughs> an actual thief. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. At the very least, I grab a couple from the case that I'm in and I and I'm like, eh,
5: um, I wink at Peck.
2: <laughs> there we go. There we go. And then I, I grab I grab a couple that I could hold my little claws. Uh, I leave the note on top that says, like, told you we would come. And then I also want to the best of my ability. I don't know thieves can't, but I want to try and trace some of those that we saw on the paper just onto the wall. To, so that way I can try and frame the thieves guild.
3: You know, the words I told you we would come when earlier the day you told them that the thieves <laughs> would come. He's
0: going to think it's you.
3: Did
1: we just put love the thieves guild?
0: Yeah, yeah. Love <laughs> the thieves guild.
1: love comma
0: okay you leave a note that says i told you we would come comma love the (laughs) thieves guild
1: just no i told you okay okay
2: no i told you just love the thieves guild love comma the thieves guild (laughs) with a comma after dearest absolutely classic thieves guild leaving their mark oh my god how many how many how much how many rings i get for me I mean you told me you grabbed a couple. How how many will will you let me take? I mean if you want to take more
0: than that, you said you filled your claws. So roll slide a hand if you can carry more.
1: Please don't make noise. We are so close.
2: Uh, that's, uh, oh that's a five.
0: Okay. So you already have your little claws like full ish. And you pick up another one, and as you're reaching for more, you drop it. And it, like, shoots out of your hand at an awkward angle. Oh, my it God. It just bounces a few times on the hard floor, rolls across the shop. Why do
2: you have to ruin things? Because <laughs> I need money.
0: And you hear the uh, the guard at the top of the stairs stand up quickly at his chair, like, scoots okay, in. Okay, we're going. Yeah, we better run
2: now. All right, we
0: leave. Quietly.
5: Quickly and quietly at the door. Oh, boy. All right, you guys are leaving. Um, I'm just going to start heading up the stairs a little bit.
2: Can okay. I use that and as a he... distraction to grab a ring? I mean, sure. Roll sleight
3: of hand. Oh my god, you are just the worst person in the world. You are the absolute worst.
5: <laughs> this really shouldn't be. No. That's a twelve. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: okay. So Harp, you're walking up the stairwell disguised as the other guard, and you're running into the other guard coming down the stairs, and he cocks an eyebrow and looks at you kind of confused, like he doesn't know why you're inside. And as you are preparing to, I don't know, defend yourself and reply in some way, Uh, You hear another ring bouncing against the ground and skidding to a stop in the shop downstairs. (laughs) A twelve? And uh, you're telling me a a twelve? Sorry, dog. Last one was ten. This one's fifteen. You said your hands were full. (laughs) Uh, And uh, he he hears it and he steps forward like he's gonna brush past you, Harp. What do you do? I put
5: my hand up to stop him for a second. Oh boy. See, I didn't expect him to kiss him right
4: on the mouth.
5: (laughs) Well, see, he kind of screwed it up because I didn't think he was gonna go back. I thought everybody was just gonna leave. It was supposed I, to be a thumbs up and walk away loud moment. Would
2: make the would make the AC a lot lower. Oh man,
0: do you just put your hand up and say nothing to this guard?
5: No, I'm trying there to think. <laughs> um, uh, no. <clears throat> uh, I open the door. It's probably the wind. <laughs> uh,
0: he says. Excuse me?
5: No, it's nothing. It was just, uh, I wanted some fresh air to get into this place. <laughs> it's all uh, musty in there. Uh, he says,
0: rotation is in 40 minutes, and you just left? You couldn't wait?
5: No, I I had, I had to pee. <laughs> uh,
0: he says, I just, what good are procedures if you can't follow them? If the door's unlocked, we have to go do a sweep of the shop
5: now. Come on. I mean... I start walking very loudly down the stairs.
1: <laughs> At this point I want to hearing this. I want to finally use my wild shape.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: And I want a wild shape to a cat. This started and out as a grift. Like make... <laughs> How did it
0: end up like this?
1: <laughs> I just want to, I want to like, like scratch around and make it look like a cat had just gotten into the shop while the door was open.
2: Do you go up the stairs or are you staying No, bottom? I'm getting
1: ready. So when the guard sees it's just a cat, hopefully you guys have left and I'll dart out the door.
2: Yeah, I'm gone. I, as soon as I grab it and go.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Cadmus, you are standing watch outside, and three of your party members just run out the door past you and presumably just hide around the corner. (laughs) And Mira, you're inside still, shaped like a cat, and you're, you're, what, you're trying to make yourself really obvious, like, as the source of the noise? Yeah, I want to
1: be, like, kind of by the door, so just as a ready action, as soon as I can hear them, like, in that room, I dart out.
0: Okay, yeah, so the guard pushes past you, Harp. And you follow him down the stairs and probably kind of tense up because you don't know what to expect. But as the two of you make it out into the shop floor, your friends are gone. And there's a cat rubbing against a coat rack by the door, kind of slightly tipping it. And the guard says, God, look what you let in. And starts running after you, Mira. Uh, You bounce out the door, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. He chases you to the door and he slams it closed behind you as you leave. (laughs) And he turns to you, Harp, and he says, "Do do you see why we have these rules now? Look, Stanley... I love you, but you're going
5: to get us fired from the easiest job we ever
0: had, man. Come on.
5: I'm so sorry. I just had to use the bathroom. I just thought while I was inside, let some fresh air into this place. (laughs) All this jewelry cooped up in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to start walking back a little and... You know, my mistake, I won't do it again. Let me just make sure everything's clear outside. You head back up there. Make sure nobody snuck through since I left the door open. (laughs) My fault. Uh,
0: He says, listen, don't beat yourself up about it. Just just try to be better.
5: All righty. And I'm slowly backing out. Close the door and I run. (laughs) You have to finish
4: your shift. Come on. I'm not waiting. You should have kissed him.
1: I like that he didn't notice our note. <laughs> well, it,
2: I left it in the in the case. Yeah. Oh, okay. So unless he like walked over to that glass case and looked yeah, in, I left know. it like where the rings were.
1: Why don't we take the guard and lean him against the door, and we maybe like leave that vial of poison next to him, so like it looks like.
4: Yeah, plant evidence.
1: Well, I mean, if the thief guild's associated with that poison, then maybe.
0: I mean, you certainly could.
1: Actually never mind. I ignore that because I showed the guard that poison. There it We're is. Not doing it.
2: <laughs> I think I think we just run for it at this point. All right. Go figure out what she'll tell us and then we get out of Holyhead tonight.
5: Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah,
2: that's all we get. Alright, so back to the end. talk to Arwell.
0: Alright, back to the end. Uh you all slip back inside and you meet with Arwell in her room. And she's packed what little she's brought with her, and she's wearing her pack like she's ready to leave. But she's sitting on the floor with her boot off, and she's fiddling with what looks like a little spring-loaded mechanism embedded into the sole. And when she sees you, she slips it back on and says, oh, good, I was starting to wonder, how'd, how'd things go?
2: We got the ring, now tell us, tell us what you
0: know. She finishes lacing up her boot, and she stands up, and she says, okay, uh, show me.
2: I, I hold the ring up. Now right, Here it is. This is the ring. Now tell us what we need to know. She takes a step closer to inspect it, but she's careful to show you that she's
0: not like reaching for it or anything. And when she's satisfied that you snagged the right one, she nods and says, okay, uh, what exactly do you want to know? Team?
1: What do you know about the undead?
0: She shakes her head and she says, I I told you, I I don't know anything, but I know, I know. Hold on. Hear me out. I think I know who might.
2: All right. Well, tell us about that person.
0: She says, uh, When you're in the business of gathering sensitive information, you find it easier to spot others with similar goals. I knew something was strange about her the first time I saw her. She strolled into Holyhead a couple months ago, and if I'm honest, I I thought she was with another Guild chapter, the way she seemed to be casing the whole town. She was even built like a thief. Being small helps me get in and out of situations undetected, but she's even shorter than me. Someone from the Guild would have had more tact, though. They'd know better than to dress like a suspicious character dark robes work at night but you're out and about with your face covered and you might as well be wearing a sign that says i will steal from you
2: you're telling me we went <laughs> after the wrong hooded person
1: you had to see that coming it was a little I too mean, easy.
0: you found <laughs> the poisoner you
2: just assumed they'd also be the person who raised the dead and they weren't yes we knew about that that's why we came here and that's why we came after you so you've given us nothing useful so give us something else more useful if you want, really want this ring that was a lie <laughs> uh
0: she says um it, it didn't take a genius to see that she had a bit of a schedule, right? She only seemed interested in keeping her eye on the temple and the surrounding buildings, and it, well, it, it's what I'd do if I were planning a job. I'd be a bit more subtle about it, mind you, but still, when everyone in the town woke up to a mess of undead that night, well, by then she'd left.
2: Oh, where did she go then?
0: Uh-huh. See, early on, I made it a point to keep an eye on her. Asked some associates to do the same. The twins apparently trailed her as far as a patch of the Dernal Forest just outside of Port Crescent. They say that she slipped into some extravagant old house in the woods. Of course, the twins being the twins, they left to go gather some extra guildies to come back and empty the place out, but they couldn't ever find it again. Well, that or they're lying and they already cleared it out themselves.
5: Harp kind of looks at the ring and just nods that she should get it.
0: Oh. Uh.
1: Uh, I'm still a cat, so I just meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I forgot. Uh, I did look it up. You are limited to the speech ability of your wild shape. Yeah. Can
2: you not just drop that at will?
1: I uh, know I can, uh, but I got it for an hour and it's the first time I've been an animal, so <laughs> I'm still a cat.
2: A Cadmus, what do you think?
3: She did pay for her information, as annoying as it was.
1: And we framed her anyway. So what's the harm in her having the ring? I don't want to have it. You have many others. I don't like <laughs> her.
4: I thought Cadmus really wanted to kill her. Yeah, like that's. I was hoping like what Cadmus no. was about to just like.
3: No. Yeah, but she. I mean, she didn't lie to me. She didn't do anything. Before we give you the ring, did you knowingly poison those
0: guards in Port Crescent? Um, she's having some trouble making eye contact with you, and she says, "Look, it's not quite that." Yes sn- or no. Her slender fist clutch her backpack straps tighter and she says, yes, but but I also made the toxin myself and made sure it wasn't a lethal dose. The guards Yes, weren't that knocked supposed out the
2: guards that weren't there and they weren't ready to protect and people died because of that, because the dead rose that night. So this is on you.
0: Uh, she immediately stops breaking eye contact and she's just staring defiantly at you, Peck. And she says, please, all anyone can talk about is what a bleeding miracle it is that not a soul died during these attacks. I was present for both of them. And if you were there for Port Crescent, you saw what I saw. The undead weren't attacking. They defended themselves, sure. But even in fighting back, they were swinging their arms around and just knocking people down before moving on. If she raised them, and and I think she did, mind you, she didn't do it to hurt people. She's playing at something else.
3: Okay, am I'm I'm going to read something. Hor, also known as the Doombringer, was the vengeful deity of retribution invoked by those who sought to repay an eye for an eye. That's my entire thing. If people didn't die, then I guess it doesn't matter. But if people died, then I feel like my character would
2: but I just But if no one died, why what are what are the undead doing?
0: It's almost like we've just stumbled into the plot. <laughs>
5: I think Harps getting irritated though because she herself is a criminal and just doesn't think we should be giving it this much attention.
2: I think this ring is just too powerful to give to someone like this who will just go and just do what someone tells them to do that ends up poisoning people and people getting hurt and we think that we can we should just hand them a ring that allows them to be able to take the voice of anyone and be anyone to be any one important yeah, to but be any of us. A
5: job is a job and a deal's a deal. Uh, she says you
0: understand that you are just as at fault for this theft as I am.
2: Oh, 100%. But I don't think that you were trustworthy enough to have this ring with what you have done. She balls up her fists again. and She says, what, and you're perfect, are you?" I'm serving my penance. What are you doing for yours? Running away and acting like it didn't happen and hiding from it to do more harm? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't think she knows what to do with that. I think that really catches her off guard. Uh, go ahead and take a point of inspiration, by the way. I'm... Digging this role-playing.
5: <laughs> uh, Is Peck holding this?
2: It's, it's, I'm just holding it in my hand. Yeah, I, Or my paw.
5: I kind of want to take it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tyler, what the
3: fuck was this? What was that for, Tyler? I sheathed my sword.
5: What are you doing?
3: <laughs> I didn't kill her like I was about to.
5: Oh, oh, okay. I didn't even know you had it out. <laughs> I
2: had it out while I was having an internal struggle with my god. I, I looked at everyone else and I go, if you all want to be complicit and handing someone with so little regard for other life. If you want to hand them this powerful of an artifact that allows them to take anyone's voice, so be it. But I'm not going to be involved with this. And I drop the ring to the ground and I walk out of the room.
5: I mean, I'm going to pick it up. I think a deal's a deal. I kind of like give her this look of like, just, I hope you don't like betray us. You know what I mean? That we've put in a lot of effort into this type of thing. And I just, I give it to her
0: you see in her face something you've seen in your own reflection a few times and you know the feeling who she is doesn't necessarily enjoy who she's been and the way she looks at you when you hand it to her you believe that she is genuinely thankful in this moment and there's hope in her eyes and it wasn't there before
3: uh, i'm just kind of walk past her and before i stop like not even looking at her i'm going to say if i ever hear or see you doing anything wrong again, you will not escape.
0: And then I walk out." Uh, she, uh, she does like a little yikes face at you, Harp. And she leans in and whispers, Stay safe, and and, and look me up if you're ever on the mainland. And she's walking backwards towards the open window and she calls to Cadmus, Don't you worry, big guy. I promise to turn things around. And she puts on the ring and in Cadmus' voice you hear her say, You know, tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> and she jumps backwards out the window with a wink acrobatic check yeah sure here yeah. she uh she rolls well on those I think mm, I don't know uh, I, I feel like sand did as well <laughs> ooh 18 <laughs> yeah I mean she does like a little flourishy tuck and spin and she lands gracefully and silently on the ground below and as you're watching her disappear from sight you wonder if she's paid for this
4: night's lodging yet <laughs> oh, we don't care we weren't we weren't in that room I left I don't care it's not my problem if fan were still here he would have taken that ring and knelt down and proposed to this woman <laughs> <laughs>